With the Atlanta Braves missing out on Aaron Nola, could they now explore the trade route? And even more specifically, could they look for Tyler Glasnow? You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback you have for the podcast. It is our Mailbag Friday episode, so I will be answering those questions that were submitted to Lockdown underscore Braves in that post asking for questions. If you're new, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We're approaching 8,000 subscribers. Would love to get a 10K by opening day. That is certainly a goal one I don't know that we'll reach, but we are very close to 8K. So I really do appreciate the support there. Hit the thumbs up button. That helps grow the community. I want to give another big thank you to all of you. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, thing, nice things said, I guess, uh, about the podcast during this Thanksgiving holiday. I really thank you so much for that. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, but I do truly mean it. I appreciate this community, all the support that you give me here. Those who are everydayers, whether you're your first listen every day or you listen every day, I appreciate all of you out there. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Looking forward to getting into this off-season discussion with you because now that Thanksgiving is over, we're going to see a lot of moves happen between now and really that week after the winter meetings that are coming up here really soon. So I'm expecting a lot of activity here in the baseball offseason. Don't know if it'll be Braves. A lot of time, Alex Anthopoulos, he strikes first and early in, in the offseason, and then sometimes he's quiet until the very end and sees how the dust settles. But really looking forward to getting into this offseason. Sorry for the late notice on the live show. We still got a ton of people piling in here. Braves in 01. Arginus in here, Protect PR, Nick, Glenn, Impat, Luke Martin, Austin, uh, Michael, Richard, ARC, Ben, Jessica, John Edwards, Stephanie, Glenn, Hayden Harris. Uh, thank you so much for joining the live podcast. Thanks so much for being here, whether you're live or watching, listening to the replay. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Okay, we got over 20 questions to get to on today's mailbag episode, so I don't want to waste any more of our time. I'm going to jump right in here and go through these questions. First one coming from Bellfire. Do you think the Braves saw enough in A.J. smith Shaver last season to feel confident that he can make 20 to 30 starts this season in the majors? He has shown enough to be able to win has he shown enough to be able to win a spot in the rotation? Great question. My initial thoughts are no. And I love AJ Smith-Shawry. He's probably going to be my top prospect, either he or Hurston Waldrip. But I would say no, just because I do think the ceiling is so high, and I just think he needs more time. He needs more seasoning. Now, what I could see them doing, what they possibly will do with him is go the Spencer Strider route from a couple of years ago. 
you don't really need him in the bullpen is the only thing this time around. You don't need him in the bullpen. That bullpen is so good. You don't really need him out there. But if they wanted to slow play him, maybe coming out of the bullpen, pitching two or three innings at a time, and then maybe work him into that rotation once a need or a spot opens up, I could possibly see them going that route with A.J. Smith-Shawver, but he's still just so young. I think they brought him up last year more so out of necessity than anything else. I would I would say no. I would say the better plan for A.J. Smith-Shawver is to go back to AAA, continue to work on the mechanics, work on the command. The guy is still just so young, not just in years, but for pitching as well. He just hasn't thrown a lot. So I don't think he's... I just don't know that he has enough proven mileage under his belt. What he's done has been good. It's certainly not the stuff. I think he's been good in the samples that we've seen. I just don't I don't know that the Braves trust him for, as you said, 20 to, to 30 starts. So I would say no, not right now. Now, if he comes out in spring training, you know, just blows the doors off of everything, impresses everyone, maybe. I still don't think you could pencil him in for a 30-start season, maybe 20 to 25, but I just don't think the Braves are at a point where they feel comfortable doing that. Eric, 8504, who do you want to replace Wash and EY? Who do you think the Braves will go get to replace them? A couple of names I've mentioned that I would like to see are David Ross and Martin Prado. I think there's another question in here about David Ross. I think David Ross still has a really good chance to get a managerial job somewhere. I don't think he was terrible with the Cubs. I thought he did a great job with them this past year. I don't know what Martin Prado's situation is, but I'd love to see him get a coaching gig or some kind of gig in the Braves system. I think Matt Tuiaso Sopo will come up from Gwinnett and probably handle one of those spots. Not sure on the other one, but those are your three most likely candidates in my mind. Jake MC23, are we still going after Gray or are the Braves looking at cheaper options like Giolito, Flaherty, etc.? I think they're still looking at some of those guys, whether it be a Sonny Gray, maybe a Jordan Montgomery. I really doubt they're in on a Blake Snell. I hope they're in on a Yamamoto. I still think they're in on some of those upper-tier free agent starters. I think Sonny Gray is probably the most likely, as many people do. Um, but I think they may be looking more the trade route, which we'll obviously discuss in this episode. Jason says, like you, I want Cease. How would a rotation of Freed, Strider, Cease, Morton, and Lopez stack up? In my hypothetical, Elder is part of the package going to Chicago. So this is kind of an, a conversation for me that's going to unfold as we go on. This Braves team is good enough to get to the postseason right now. As things stand, it would not shock anyone if this Braves team, as currently constructed, they may want to fill out that 40-man roster a little bit with some depth, but as this roster is currently constructed, it would not surprise anyone if this Braves team makes the postseason next year if they did nothing else at all. Right now, you go over to our friends at FanDuel, the Braves are the favorites to win the World Series in 2024. The moves that they make in the rotation, in my mind, are more for the postseason, gearing up for the postseason. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but if this Braves team does not make the postseason, we got bigger issues because this team is way too talented and too good. Things would just have to go way sideways for this team not to make the postseason again, especially with all the extra postseason spots you have now. So when I'm looking at a rotation, I'm not necessarily looking at 162. The Braves just got through a regular season where they got 
starts from Yanni Torino's, Michael Soroka, Jared Schuster, Colby Allard. I mean, they have enough to get through 162. My question is, what do you have come postseason time? So, but I do, to Jason's question, I do think a rotation of Freed, Strider, Cease, Morton, if you have those four guys healthy going into a postseason, I feel fantastic. Now, the question the last two years is, can you have all those guys healthy at the right time? But those are certainly four, would be the four of the best starters going into any postseason series. Jordan Griffey asks, what Black Friday deals might there be out there for AA to grab that none of us saw coming? So great question. I actually wrote an article about this over on bravestoday.com. You want to go check it out. Depends on what your definition of Black Friday deals are. I did two separate sections. And in my first section, I'm looking for guys on one, two-year deals for around eight to 12 million a year. I went with Merrifield and one I hadn't really thought of, but I think could be a great fit because he can play so many different positions. You know, he puts the bat, you know, he puts the ball in play. Uh, good, you know, back to ball skills has some speed as well to his game, and just really kind of one of those utility, you know, nice can do everything for you. And on top of that, if Von Grissom is in the future plans for the Braves, and I've said all along, I think that's his ultimate role. You get a Witten Merrifield guy in here to help kind of bridge that gap and help maybe turn Von Grissom into that. So. I kind of like Whit Merrifield for that reason. If you could get him, like I said, maybe on a one-year deal with a team option, making a total, you know, guaranteed of 10 to 12 million. Don't know if he'd take something like that, but in some of these bargain deals, you're gonna have to hope that players just want to play with a contender like the Braves later in the, their career. Same can be said for one of my other Black Friday deals and Jason Hayward looking for somebody that a lefty that can crush righties and Hayward did a good job of that last year with the Dodgers. I believe it was a 123 WRC plus against righties and also plays a really good outfield. Although the speed is not there and the arms not as strong as it used to be, but still a really solid outfielder, especially if you move him over to left, he might be a gold Glover in left field. And again, like I said, the bat was really good against righties last season. So I uh, see Glenn arena saying no to Jay. Hey, look, I don't, I don't love it. We're talking black Friday deals here. So we're bargain shopping. And the other one, I've mentioned this one a lot already is Luis Severino. One of the worst pitchers in baseball last year. I get that, but you go back even just a year prior and it's a three, one, eight ERA, a 1.00 whip. You could get that on a one year, $8 billion deal. Let him try to prove himself, put it back together. Uh, that's you know the kind of deal I'm looking for. Then there were some other just kind of like minor, you know, minor league type deals like a Billy McKinney left-handed hitter off the bench type of deals like that. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy, but those would be kind of the Black Friday deals that I would be looking at. All right, we got a lot more questions to get into here, and try to get to as many as I can. I'll continue answering some of these next, including the one about Tyler Glass now. Get into all the action this NFL season with America's number one sports book. Of course, I'm talking about our friends over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time than now with all the sports action you have going on. NFL, college football, NHL. NBA. I believe that NBA in-season tournament's going on. That's what baseball is going to have to do if they keep watering down the regular season. 
but that's a question and a subject for another time. But you can get in on all that action at FanDuel where they got spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I already mentioned you want to go over there and get in your bets for the 2024 World Series. The Braves are currently your favorite at plus 600. So go to FanDuel.com slash on to get in on the NFL action right now. Or like I said, MLB futures actions as well. Also make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash play safe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Jumping back into our questions here. Next one coming from JJ. So what would be your perfect offseason? Mine would be sign Otani, trade Ozuna to the Padres for Kim, sign Yamamoto, or trade for Glass now. I already did a podcast talking about my ideal offseason, which included trading for Dylan Cease. Um, if we were talking about money is no option here, sign Otani, sign Yamamoto, trade for Dylan Cease. Go get Kim from the Padres if he's available. Um, again, it, it just all depends on what is your imagination. What it, Are there any limits at all? Um, would certainly love to have Otani. I think if we're talking more realistic for me right now, it would be still trade for Dylan Cease. I just like having that added year of control. If Kim was available from the Padres, we talked about this the other day, I would definitely do that. Uh, he's a solid defender. The bat would be just as good with Arcia. He also gives you a little bit of speed. Uh, so that would certainly be an upgrade for me at shortstop. I would love to see that deal happen if it could. Um, and then do some of those bargain deals that I talked about. I, I still don't know what the option is in left field outside of a trade or going with Grissom or maybe going with some sort of platoon option. That's the one I still just can't quite figure out right now. Dustin Mounts. Besides possibly Waldrop, do you see any current Braves minor league players that haven't been up to the big leagues level yet, possibly making a push to be on the roster sometime this season or next? I think I answered this question last mailbag, but I I don't. Uh, again, except for maybe Luke Waddell, I think he was the one I said last time when I, I was asked this question. I think he's the only one. If the Braves didn't really want to pay much to fill out their bench and they just wanted to go with some league minimum guys, some pre-arb, Guys, I think Luke Waddell has an outside chance of making that roster and being that bench utility player. They'll probably just go out and sign A. Ray Adrianza or somebody like that to fill that spot for now. But I think Luke Waddell could be another one. I'm sure there's some pitchers um, that could come up and, and make some debuts as well. But bullpen so deep right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know who's breaking through that. And we've already had several starting pitchers make their de debuts at this point. Um, Leland Hurt, any news or updates regarding uh, progress on a quality starting pitcher and potential left fielder? We haven't heard anything really on left field, and that market just hasn't really taken shape yet. It seems like all the focus right now is on starting pitching, and I wonder how much Yamamoto could hold that up. You know, there's that 45 day window for Yamamoto to, you know, for teams to make offers to him. Is he going to wait for that entire window? It sounds like a lot of teams have already contacted him. So, I wonder if he, maybe even Otani, might be kind of holding up the market a little bit right now. Of course, with the Braves, you're really not going to hear anything. Eric, 80, 8504, how you ever thought about going into coaching with your knowledge of the game? I, I don't – there was a brief moment in time where I did look into getting into coaching, but it's just such a tough job to get into, especially I uh, got the kids at home and all that. I'm very happy with the life that I've chosen here, and I love doing this with you. 
Uh, sports, but thank you so much for saying that. Sports and Games says Spotrack has us estimated 239K, leaving about 31K tax balance space. Lopez came after the NOLA signing. Assuming that 10K of the 27 offered to NOLA leaves us about 17K to work with this offseason because I'm assuming we're leaving space for in-season trade if needed. Thoughts on that? I think that's a great point. Um, I know I did a whole podcast the other day on just the um, – the budget and everything and what I think the Braves could do. I think they would be willing to go as much as 277 million against the luxury tax, not going more than 40 million over when the penalties really start to hit. I know there are other, other articles and podcasts that have come out even since I did mine. I think battery power did a good one as well, though I haven't listened to it, but I know those guys uh, are very good over there and know what they're talking about. Uh, article over on MLB trade rumors as well kind of breaking down the budget for the Braves. So there's been some other stuff come out as well, but that sounds about right, what you're saying there, sports and games. Kirby D, what do you think about the Braves going after guys like Luis Castillo or Pablo Lopez, teams that are supposedly looking to maybe cut payroll? Uh, those teams that are you – don't, you don't just give away pitching when you're trying to win. The Mariners and Twins are trying to win. I cannot see them giving up either one of those guys. I think you're going to find other ways to cut payroll other than giving up your ace starting pitchers. I mean, if those guys did become available, yes, they shoot up to the top of the list. But I just – because of where those teams are and they're both in contention windows trying to compete now, it's just I cannot imagine either one of those guys getting traded. JDK, what a big-time – what a big-time starter likely on the – with a big-time starter likely on the way. Sorry about that, JD. Uh, and Ronaldo, a starting option. Do you see AA trying to move Elder for left field or infield depth? Value is low, but hey, he was an all star. I think a lot of people are pretty wise and wise enough to look past that all star recognition for Bryce Elder, although he deserved it with the first half that he had. And how huge was it with Kyle Wright and Max Fried both out? But I think most teams are smart enough to realize he's not a top of the rotation pitcher and they're not going to give up you know, with top of the rotation pitcher value. And I think Elder is still valuable for the Braves and having that quality depth and somebody that I think is going to be a fine fourth or fifth starter in the big leagues. Again, it would, you know, it have to depend on how the other team values that and what they're willing to give up. Like, would the Padres take on an Elder for a Kim? I think that's probably not even enough to get Kim, who I believe is on the last year of his deal. So I just don't think the return for Elder would be enough to fill either one of those needs. And I think I think Elder still gives plenty of value to the Braves with that starting pitching depth. Chip Hendricks, would it be better if the Braves were to trade around, go to the trade route and get Corbin Burns or Tyler Glass now and use the money they were going to spend on Nola and sign Freed? Can they trade for both, or does Freed even want to stay in Atlanta? Would he rather pitch on the West Coast? I think the trade route is the best way to go right now. I didn't I didn't necessarily love Nola at that price. I get why they wanted him so badly because of the durability and because he has been good in the postseason. There's not any other free agent starting pitcher right now that I feel that comfortable with giving that type of money, except for Yamamoto, who we talked about earlier in the week. So I think the trade route is the best way to go. Yes, you're going to have to give up some solid prospects. 
and, and you said go the trade route and use that money you were going to spend on NOLA to sign free, that would have been my plan A in the first place. That's what kind of blew my mind and kind of leads me to believe in your last question. I think just Max Freed is going to hit free agency. I'm not, I don't know that necessarily wants to leave. I don't think it's a situation where he, he wants to leave Atlanta and would rather pitch somewhere else. I just think it's his one chance. He's going in his thirties. It's his one chance to get a, a big bag. And I think he's going to take it. He's a union rep. I'm sure there's a little bit of pressure to, to hit free agency and not take some sort of team friendly deal, but that was kind of one of my big takeaways from the Braves being so aggressive after Nola is that that means they know they can't get anything done with Freed and that he's hitting free agency and Nola was going to be their replacement for him. So, but yeah, my plan A was always why would you give that money to Nola and not give it to Freed, who, yeah, you may only get 160 to 175 innings from a year, which is still really solid in today, today's games, but the production you're going to get from freed over those innings is superior to what you're going to get from nola so my plan was always to give that money to max freed jdk i'd much rather have yamamoto than gray for all the reasons you've stated but realistically there's no way we outbid the mets or others right i can't compete with those market sizes either there's also the the rumor report going around that he wants to play on a team with a japanese player so that certainly could hurt the Braves' chances. JDK also asks, is there any scenario where, where we get cease without dealing A.J. Smith-Shalver or Hurston Waldrop? Maybe Vaughn, Schwellenbach, others. When I did my ideal scenario earlier in the year, my ideal offseason scenario, and I predicted a trade for cease, I said I didn't think there's any way the Braves get that done without giving up A.J. Smith-Shalver or Hurston Waldrop. I still believe that's probably the case. I think if the White Sox traded him to the Braves and didn't get one of those prospects as a White Sox fan, I would be livid. Now the Braves do have some other really good talented pitchers in their system. J.R. Ritchie, who's going to have Tommy John. So it's going to be a little while, but it's also going to be a little while before the White Sox are ready to contend. Could be a Max Freed situation. The Braves traded for Max Freed knowing it was coming off. Tommy John was going to be a while, but the Braves contention window was going to be a while. You mentioned Schwellenbach. I think he'd be right up there with J.R. Ritchie in that tier right below A.J. Smith-Shaver and Hurston Waldrop. So could you give up one of those? Do they have a need for a Vaughn Grissom? And then maybe give them a Giancarlos Lara, some other kind of young up-and-coming prospect. I mean, if anybody could get it done, it'd be Alex Anthopoulos. But if I'm a White Sox fan and I have any knowledge of the Braves system and I don't get back A.J. Smith-Shaver, Hurston Waldrop for Dylan Cease, I'm pretty upset. But maybe, maybe Cease's value is a little bit low right now coming off uh, you know, a, a down season for him. Carter Smith, left field predictions. What are the chances that David Ross come back to coach first or third base? I really have no idea where the Braves are going to go for left field. I don't like the, I don't like the free agent options. And I think the Braves feel more concerned about going after starting pitchers in the free agent market. I think, I think left field, there's either going to be a surprise trade that we don't see coming or it's going to be, you know, they grab a couple of veterans and try to platoon it. You know, I don't know it'll be these guys, but, you know, a Duvall or a Hayward situation, something like that, where you're spending, you know, maybe eight to 10 million on two guys to try to fill that spot. Or they really do give a shot to Von Grissom. We talked about David Ross. I think he has a good chance to get a managerial job somewhere else. Um, but if he doesn't, I would love to see him come in with the Braves. Brent Wantanabi uh, says, how is Cease 
withholding runners, would that be a concern? I honestly don't know <laughs> that question. I don't think it would be that much of a concern. Brace pitchers outside of Max Reed don't do a great job of holding runners now as it is, but at least you do have Sean Murphy behind the plate and his arm can can make up for some of that. But I don't think that would be a big concern when thinking about trading for Dylan Cease. David Searles, I heard the Braves were rumored trying for glass now. Any truth to that? So finally, I get to the question titled in this podcast. A lot of rumors flying around right now. Caution all of you. <laughs> Take rumors, especially regarding the Braves, with the biggest grain of salt. Braves do not leak anything. So anything you hear about the Braves, especially if it's not from a, a verified source, and I know X, you know, and people being verified, whatever, is maybe not as good these days. But if you're not hearing it from a Ken Rosenthal or a Jeff Passan, take it with a huge grain of salt. Know that the Braves are checking on everybody. Most teams are checking on everybody right now. So, yes, if you want to call it a rumor that the Braves are checking in on Tyler Glass now, I think it's for certain the Braves are checking in on Tyler Glass now. I think most contending teams are checking in on Tyler Glass now. But here's the discussion I kind of alluded to earlier. Trading for a Tyler Glass now, you know you're probably not getting 170, 180 innings. You're paying $25 million for one year of this guy. If you were to make that trade, first of all, I don't even know what the value of that would be because it is just one year and it's a high AAV at $25 million. What are the Rays realistically looking to get back for him in that deal? I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't be willing to give up a ton for one year of a guy who doesn't throw a lot and you're already paying him $25 million. I would not be willing to give up a ton for that. But would I love to have Tyler Glass now? Yes, and if I were to get him, I would put him in bubble wrap until about July and then start tuning him up to be ready for the postseason because he is not he's not going to give you 170 innings. He just he hasn't throughout his career. So first of all, are the Braves interested in Tyler Glass now? Yes, many teams are. What would you give up for him? I would not give up a ton. And if I did get him, I would baby him and make sure that he is healthy for the postseason. All right, we got several more questions here still to get to. I want to answer all these and try to get to some of yours who are here live as well. We'll get to the rest of these here next. All right, if you haven't already, make sure that you check out the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. That's a Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Next question from Kyle Ellsworth. In KBO, outfielder Jung-Ho Lee, an option you like for left field replacement. He's projected to be at five years, $50 million per MLB trade rumors and is only 25. A lot of you have asked about him. I, I think just looking at the numbers and if those translate over the big leagues, major leagues, I think it would be great. That's always a question. We don't know. Um, but certainly I think it would be a fine option in five years, 50 million doesn't sound like a ton. Um, but again, especially if his numbers do translate and he is young, as you mentioned. So 
I definitely think that's an option. It's it's probably honestly the best of the free agent options out there. You know, I don't love Cody Bellinger. I don't love Teoscar Hernandez. I uh, don't love Lourdes Gurriel. Don't love, you know, Jock Peterson, who I don't really think should be playing in the field at this point. So Jungho Lee probably is the best option when we're talking about free agent outfielders. Brent Wananabe says, bigger threat in the NLEs, Mets or Phillies? I think Phillies right now. I don't know what the Mets are doing. I know I've heard rumors of maybe that they're looking towards 2025 already. I'll believe that when I see it, but certainly the Phillies, especially where they got got Nola back and that offense they have locked up. Dustin Melton, do you think the Braves will continue to be active in trades for the agent market, or will it be a while before another move is made? Touched on this a little bit earlier. I think the Braves will still be aggressive. Now, usually we do see Alex Anthopoulos very aggressive to begin, and then he'll kind of back off and then see how the dust settles. But I think there's still a lot more the Braves need to do. So obviously a lot of roster spots they got to fill up. We may not see anything mega for the Braves for a while. We may wait, you know, may have to wait until the free agent market kind of settles down. The Otanis, Yamamoto, Snell, you know, Gray, if he's not the Braves, Jordan Montgomery. We have to wait for all those guys to kind of sign and see where they go before the trade market really opens up. So if the Braves are starting to go the trade route, I think it could be a little while before we see another major move. We'll probably see a lot of little moves kind of filling out that 40-man roster. But if the Braves are deciding to go the trade route to make some significant upgrades, it could be a while. JJ says, Glass now upside in the postseason would be a tremendous get. If you were AA and traded for Glass now, would you still pick up a cheap back of the rotation innings eater if Ronaldo Lopez is really that guy? Instead, you could argue another bullpen arm could be hot uh, or needed instead. Yeah, so this is the point I was kind of making on Glass now earlier. The upside in the postseason, you trade for him, you better make sure that he's ready for the postseason. And I would still, uh, I would still go out and get a back of the rotation arm. That's kind of been my thing from the beginning of the offseason. Is I think they need two starters. Uh, I think you need somebody for the middle to top the rotation, and I think you need to take a flyer on somebody for the back end, whether that's a Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito, something like that. Money2K says, I have a question. What if the Red Sox traded Alex Verdugo to the Braves? Wouldn't love it. And we've talked about Verdugo before. I don't think he's that much better than what Eddie Rosario gives you, honestly. I would not be willing to give up much for one year of Alex Verdugo. Cherry says, Teoscar is still a solid option, but I view him as a right-handed Rosario. More pop, certainly. He... He's just too similar to the rest of the lineup for me. It's it's all power, not a lot of on base, a lot of swing and miss. I just don't think it's needed for what you're going to pay him. So that's why I really don't love the Teoscar Hernandez option. Peraz says, do you think the Braves could trade Elder and trade and sign starting pitching? Just don't believe in Elder. We kind of already talked about this one as well. I just don't know what the value is for Elder. I just it's hard for me to imagine it's that high. Like you're going to get anything significant in return for him. Uh, and again, I think he, I think he gives more value to the Braves than he gives you value in a trade. Unless it's, you know, you're headlighting a trade with a Spencer Schwellenbach, but you want to give a team, you know, something to help give them innings now. And you want to throw in a Bryce Elder in that deal. I can't see Bryce Elder being the headliner for any type of significant deal. So unless you're trading him to get somebody for the bench, but I, I just wouldn't do that. I think the value to have Elder as you know starting pitching depth over the regular season is more valuable than trading him for a bench piece. 
Big Dog Fan 73, do you really think a trade for Tyler Glass now would be hefty? 25 mil for one year and a player that is injury prone and hasn't been that effective. The Rays don't like spending money, and I would imagine they would want to get rid of him. So exactly the point that I was making earlier, I would not be willing to give up much for Tyler Glass now. It's one year, it's 25 million, and it's a guy that doesn't give you a lot of innings. Now, what he gives you, the one thing I will disagree with Big Dog Fan on, is that what he gives you is really good. He just doesn't give you enough of it and doesn't give you enough for me to want to give up much of anything for him. But I do think he gets traded because that is a hefty price tag for the Rays who are already way over what they normally spend. So I do think he gets traded. I just can't imagine. I wouldn't want to give up much for him. I would not give up one of the Braves' top four that I've talked about. I wouldn't give up A.J. Smith-Shawver. Waldrop, certainly. I wouldn't give up J.R. Ritchie, who's even injured right now. I wouldn't give up a Spencer Schwellenbach. I, I would maybe consider an, an Owen, uh, Owen Murphy, but I, I just would not give up much for Glassnow right now. Brian Duckett says, Glassnow will be on the DL before July. Silly to trade for him. As long as he's on the DL early or injured list early and he's back by the end of the season, again, if you trade for Glassnow, uh, Dave White says the Rays are trying to package Brandon Lowe with Glass now. That's the only way I think they get anything significant for for Glass now. Is just he's too injury prone, doesn't throw a lot of innings, and it's already a pretty hefty price tag. All right, that'll do it for this episode. We had so many questions. Sorry, I didn't get to a lot of the questions and comments, but wanted to give attention to the, all the people who posted on social media. So again, for our mailbag podcast, I'll answer questions that are submitted to the mailbag post on X from the Lockdown underscore Braves account. So make sure you're following there, looking for that post every Friday. But thank you so much for listening, watching Lockdown Braves. Appreciate so much all the support that you give me here. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button on this video. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you have your podcast. Have a great weekend. Unless something breaks, I'll talk to you again. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 